Welcome okay. to Not a Podcast. Hi, <laughs> I'm Dove, and I'm apparently really good at extemporaneously talking, except for right now. Um, I'm going to hand over to Wing, who thinks I'm good at this. I'm Wing. I don't extemporaneously speak until this week, because this is not a real podcast episode. I am here, of course, with Dove and with Raven, but we are not going to talk about any Sweet Valley books this week, and we're really sorry about that. I'm Raven, and I am unfortunately the cause that we haven't got time to record a podcast for you guys this week, for I'm spending the entire weekend doing one of my other nerd hobbies, um, and I am not a real bird. That's a lie. That's what his other nerd hobby is, flying across Europe. If that was the case, I wouldn't be here now. I'd be out there flying as we speak. That would explain why we've got so much bird feed and suet and, and fat balls in our kitchen just waiting for our little sparrows. Thanks. Are you are you fat shaming my feathery down? Is that what you're doing? You're saying that, oh, you're feeding me all this, these fat balls and suet. They're literally called fat balls. What am I supposed to call them? I'm not shaming anything. They're literally called fat balls, except for maybe the fat balls, but they are 90% fat. So you call other. them fat balls. You call them fat balls, I call them breakfast. But the real point here is that this means you are the reason I have been attacked by birds over and over and over again this year. <laughs> Thanks, Raven. Thanks so much for that. Uh, what can I say? They are my brethren, and I, I force them to attack at will. <laughs> if you downloaded this hoping for some incisive Sweet Valley commentary, I'm afraid that we're going to be letting you down this time. So um, we are recording a small five minutes podcast as an apology and to let you know what's happening over the next few days um the day that this goes up we'll also be putting up dove's next recap which will be on next month's podcast we will be recording the actual podcast for this month but it will be about a week or so late uh because of our schedules and hopefully this time there will be no tech issues which we think have all been resolved, but we'll see. So instead of talking about Sweet Valley, we thought we would tell you guys what we're reading right now. So Raven, want to kick that off? Sure. Generally, for the past year, I've been reading nothing but Sweet Valley. I do most of my reading in my lunch hour at work, and uh, it's been one Sweet Valley, Valley book a day, and I've been enjoying them far, far more than I thought I ever would. But at the moment... And because there's a little bit of a backlog on the recaps that we're doing, I am actually reading for the first time It by Stephen King. Uh, this is to coincide with the release of the film, which my, myself and Dove went to see recently, and I do believe Wink has seen too. Um, and I watched that one day, and then I watched the Tim Curry old film the day after, and now I am enjoying the book. So basically you're doing it backwards. Also... It is my favourite, one of my favourite books of all time. So, yeah, it's finally time for Raven to read my favourite book ever. I've not seen, as I say, I've not seen any of the films before. Um, well, I've not seen the original film with Tim Curry, which is very, very well received. Um, I really enjoyed the remake, or the reimagining, um, that was uh, recently released. I do believe that Dove didn't enjoy it quite as much. Dove um, stuck two fingers up at the screen at one point. <laughs> This is true. This is true. I was there and I, I, I bore witness to this gross, flagrant display of obscenity. I the enjoyed the, the new movie more than Dove did, but Dove uh, more familiar with the book. I've read it a number of times, but not recently. So 
I'm going to bow down to your criticism of it, but I thought for what it was, it was a fun movie. I think I was just too invested because I've, I've sort of read that once a year at least since, I don't know, 1991 or something. And I have spent too much time in the book universe. And I can sort of forgive the <laughs> Tim Curry version because I saw that first and went, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I ran out and bought the book. And the book expanded on what was already there, whereas the new film kind of stuck two fingers up at me and went, you know, that thing you love. No. A hundred times. But it did have good points, um, but we won't go too in-depth into them. But the little details that they did put in were beautiful, and I did I did love them. If we I look back at the um, my other reading for the past year, which has been Sweet Valley, the one thing that Stephen King does do is he makes you care very, very deeply about the peripheral characters. So even the, even the, the people in passing that you know have, have got literally one page of um text time if you like you you fall in love with them because the the characterization is so so deep which is possibly a reason why when i'm reading sweet valley books i am hashtag team peripheral character all the way well the thing is with stephen king you never know like what's a passing reference to nobody or a passing reference to a protagonist of a book you haven't read yet because the first time i read needful things there was a reference that I didn't catch at all to Ace Merrill, which was the uber bully from The Body, better known as Stand By Me and played by Kiefer Sutherland in the movie. And so, you know, the first time I read it, like, brief reference to Ace Merrill, I'm like, who the fuck's that? Second time I read it, I'm like, oh my god! So, um, and then I noticed that there was a reference to like Gordy and Teddy and you know my brain really explodes when I read this because it's just like oh my god you're referencing that thing that I love and I already love this so yay I have Stephen King love massive love well, I'm about halfway through the book at the moment so um, I'm enjoying it immensely so Stephen King's it approved Dove what are you reading at the moment I'm reading the Gone series by Michael Grant in preparation for Monster his new book and I think if you go anywhere near the site you're you're aware that I worship Michael Grant and Catherine Applegate and he tweeted at me again today and my my life just I feel like a winner when Michael Grant tweets me he's wonderful and i think it's very nice that he takes his takes time out of his day to answer questions that are positively antiquated in the book world because making out was the early 90s sweet valley even earlier and still every so often i make a comment about what's going on in sweet valley or you know a particular trope that they seem fond of and occasionally he'll, he'll just like chip in and explain from his point of view why that's a thing or why he doesn't like that or whatever so i love michael grant but yes i love the gone series yeah i mean i'm looking forward to reading the gone series it's something that i know that dove has been going on about for quite a while so, Michael Grant, if you're listening to this, I haven't read any of your books yet. I am looking forward to reading your hashtag best Jamie Suzanne books when we get to those. Uh, and I'm looking forward to reading the Gone series, mainly on the on the um, recommendation of my darling wife. Here's a fun fact about Wing. I think I was on the fourth book of the Gone series. They're quite hefty beasts, you know. He's kind of like a, a Stephen King for YA. Millions and millions of characters, loads of stuff going on, you care about everything. And I was four out of six. And I phoned Wing and I was like, you've got to read this series, dude. And this was like Wednesday. 
And when we spoke on Sunday, she'd read the entire series. I mean, by the time we got to, to the time we talked, I was like on, on book five and really proud that I'd raced through it. And she just read six books in like 45 minutes. It's awesome and terrifying. I read quickly. This is true. But I also was having horrible insomnia at the time. Uh, even worse than my normal insomnia. So yeah, I spent a lot of time not sleeping and a lot of time reading. It was a really great break from everything else. And I obviously love the series too, quite a bit. Have you ordered Monster or are you doing a reread of Gone Before You Hit Monster? I'm going to order it. I'm going to get the ebook because I have all ebook copies. Except apparently for one beautiful copy of with the black cover that Dove has for me in her box of stuff for wing so that means i have to buy all the others in physical copies because I, they have to match and they will be beautiful to be honest i'll probably grab you the whole set it's just that i was doing it piecemeal so but i'm pretty sure that light is one of them well awesome never mind eventually i'll have physical copies but i will keep reading my ebooks and just let them be pretty on my shelf but i do plan to start a reread as soon as i finish up a couple things that i'm currently reading and what are you currently reading? That was well, a seamless segue. Seamless. <laughs> That's the professionalism you can come to expect from this podcast going forward. And very subtle, because I am the epitome of subtle. Uh, so I've been reading a lot of horror-esque books, of course, for point horror, uh, for Devil's Elbow, but just a lot of new YA, mostly. So I recently finished... The Women in the Walls by Amy Lukovic, which is kind of a gothic horror set in more modern times about a creepy house and a missing person and a couple of girls who may or may not end up dead, which was fairly good. Uh, the ending was a little rushed, but I liked it other than that. I read The Female of the Species by Mindy McGinnis which is another YA sort of contemporary horror about a girl who could become a serial killer and how she finally makes a couple friends and what happens to their group. It's told from three different characters' points of view, which means it's a little hard to read books like that for me. Because every time I get comfortable with a character, I get put in someone else's head. But I think it worked eventually. Eventually I settled into it. And I literally just today finished A Light in the Dark by Melinda Lowe, which was amazing. It's about queer girls and girls who are out and queer girls who are questioning and art and what art can tell you about people and also murder. So it was fantastic and I highly recommend all three of those. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, there you have it, listeners. There's a little window into what we've been doing with our um, spare time. Not that we have much of it these days, as uh, as uh, is the modern complaint for most people. And PonyCon. Um, oh, we went to PonyCon as well, yes. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Best PonyCon ever, would we say? Yes, it was our third PonyCon. Uh, the first one was in Reading. The second one was in Leeds, and it was within walking distance of our house. I think the first um, one was in Leicester. Uh, beg your pardon, Leicester, yes. <laughs> so the second one was in Leeds, which is in walking distance of our house. And the third one was a three and a half hour drive away. And we preferred the third one to the one which we was, which was literally on our doorstep. 
So yeah, yeah. Great. The venue was ace. I spent so much money. I got a copy of Red Roses, which I really didn't think was going to happen. Um, every time there's a pony con, I make a list of the ponies I want, and I assume that I will get one of them. And Red Roses was top of the list, and there were actually two there, and I bought the best copy. This isn't going to mean anything to anyone, but there is an incredibly rare, incredibly expensive pony called Rapunzel, and I had never seen her before in person. I'd only seen pictures of her online. There were two of her there, and I held one of them. I was like looking at her going, look, look, isn't she cute? And I think the second thing you said after that was, we don't have to pay rent this month, do we, right? <laughs> to which Raven replied, I think we do. And uh, that was that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did get to hold Rapunzel because I was, like, so excited. And I was gently sort of, like, poking the air next to her. And the seller was like, you can hold her if you want. I'm like, I can't buy her. And she's like, yeah, you can hold her anyway. I'm like, <laughs> So that was quite exciting. All right. That's adorable. I am curious, though, how expensive is expensive? Because I don't know anything about collecting ponies. Rapunzel goes for about £500 upwards, depending on what kind of state she's in. She tends to go for much more on eBay because she comes up so rarely, people sort of go hard when they try and get her. Likewise, you can get sort of like, there are different variants of the ponies and like an Argentina sugarberry will go for quite expensive as well because again she doesn't seem to come up very much I know because I have her on alert she's only come up once and I didn't even get in the ring I was like oh, I'm gonna budget about let's say 250 for her and before I could even put my bid in she shot up to 400 and I'm like oh, oh I'm playing with the big kids I'm I'm not there yet I'll go and sit down so we need to win a lottery so you could buy these ponies that you want. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that 500 British pounds is about 660 US for listeners who aren't doing that conversion themselves. And you say it just goes up from there. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, at PonyCon, uh, one was going for 550 and the other one was going for 650. And with expensive ponies at PonyCon, you're likely to get a better price. I know that sounds weird because people kind of want to get rid of their stock. I know we saw on Sunday that the 650 had come down to 550, but still nobody had that kind of cash. Yeah, I've done some good deals there. So, but yeah, on eBay, it'll just go, it'll just rocket up because everyone's like, oh my God, she's here. Right. Let's remortgage the house. I'm going to get her. That makes sense. And that sort of environment really pushes for people to bid higher than they normally would. It's yeah. worse than a live auction, but even with eBay, like I have to avoid live auctions for sure and stay off of eBay for the most part because I will get into that. No, I have to win. It doesn't even matter at that yeah. point what it is. I am going to win. Yeah. Uh, at three in the morning, you're sat there bidding on used pajamas going, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> well, you still have to win. You still have to win. Yeah. I ended up paying £22 for a t-shirt that I later found in Primark for 6 And I was just like, this is what happens when I get in the eBay mode. I've just yeah. got to stop. Exactly. But my uh, my strategy for eBay is say, right, work out how much I want to pay, put that in as a max bid, and then walk away. And if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. That's what I started doing, probably because you mentioned it before. It, it, it works a lot better. That's very true. 
Yes. At that 650 pounds, that's pretty much my student loan payment each month. I am just <laughs> boggling over a pony going for that or more on eBay. That's wild. It is a very pretty pony. It is. But, you know, I think Mimic's probably prettier and she was, let's say, a fifth of that price. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I do pay silly money. I mean, if anyone follows me on Twitter, I'm sure, like, two people do, that they will see that I posted my mint on card sugarberry, also known as Strawberry Fair. Uh, I was like... That was delightful. Oh, she's still in the box. I'm I'm feeling the pressure of ownership because she's mint in box. If I damage the box, I've ruined something that was pristine. So the stress is getting to me. So she's just in a, in a box filled with packing peanuts. That's even more adorable, but in a really sad way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this five minute podcast has now turned into a 15 minute podcast, but we'll never mind. I hope you don't mind listening to our inane ramblings, listeners. Um, thank you very much for downloading. Um, apologies that it's not the full Sweet Valley Stroke Bleak Valley experience that you've come to know and we hope love. But that will be with you next week when we'll go over the three books that we said that we'd do this week. Yeah, so this one was basically books, ponies, and how our hobbies are rather expensive. Yeah. Oh, and how fast Wing can read. Yes. Yes, while we've done this 15-minute podcast, she's read another 55 Sweet Valley books, so she'll be recapping those in the next week or so. And, awesome. of course, she's written three YA novels in, in the same time as well. <laughs> oh, shut up. I only occasionally have months where I write 90,000, so stop. <laughs> you say that, but, you know, you get a NaNoWriMo award every day. Stop. Oh, my gosh, that's too funny. <laughs> Okay, uh, thank you very much, guys. Um, I'm now going to play the outro music, which uh, I hope you enjoy. And we shall see you very soon. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of Sweet Valley Online. You can find all our recaps and previous podcast episodes on our website at sweetvalley.online. Come talk to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sweetvalleyonline and on Tumblr at sweetvalleyonline.tumblr.com. Thanks again to Stuart Taylor of Legacy Breakfast for our music. We'd love it if you subscribe, rate, and review us at your favorite podcast provider. Thanks again for listening.